Everything is bigger in Texas, including the size of the Jets' loss. The Jets went down to Dallas and got smacked 30-10 to 10 by Micah Parsons and the Cowboys. Zach Wilson wasn't very good. Brees Hall is talking and tweeting. And Sauce Gardner deactivated his Twitter. It's a lot of drama in Jets land. It's only week two. We react to the Jets' loss, where they stand at 1-1, one and, one, and what's going on on Twitter and the play calling and the lack of run game. We break it all down on a post-game edition of Gangs All Here from the New York Post. It's coming up next. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to Gangs All Here, our Jets podcast from the New York Post. Jake Brown and Brian Costello. Only one loss for the Jets, but it feels like a lot more. A lot of, you know, turmoil on Twitter. Twitter turmoil we'll get into. And um, the Jets lose 30-10 to 10 in Dallas to the Cowboys. Kaz, you were there in Dallas. And, you know, my quick, you know, takeaways to open up here is, you know, they still are babying Zach Wilson. They did not run the football enough. There were hardly any runs today. Four from Brees, four from Dalvin, two from Michael Carter. I did not expect when we would talk tonight, Kaz, that Zach Wilson would be the Jets' leading rusher on the day by a long shot. That is shocking to me. Uh, another observation, which we already knew, the Cowboys' defense is you know one of the best in the league. They come after the quarterback. They attack. They stack the box, and they were ready. The Jets were outmanned. They were outcoached. They were outplayed. They were outclassed. And the Jets kept it fairly interesting because they gave up a lot of field goals instead of touchdowns. But you knew the Jets weren't scoring 30 points. And, you know, they were in this game for the first half and a bit of the third quarter. But then the Cowboys kind of ran ran away with this one. Yeah, I mean, Jake, I think the first thing I said last week on the podcast after Rodgers went down was the Jets can still win games, but they got to run the ball, play defense, right, and not turn it over, basically. That's the formula we saw that last year when they were winning games in October uh, with Zach Wilson at quarterback. And they did none of that against the Cowboys. Now, I will say, I think the Cowboys are a really, really good team. And they had talent all over the fields, everywhere. And they might be the best team the Jets play this season. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles might have something to say about that. I think they have more talent than the Kansas City Chiefs. Obviously, the Chiefs have the greatest quarterback I've ever seen. So, but it just, you know, if you go 1-22 to playing, the Cowboys are loaded everywhere. So, you know, take that for what it's worth. I, I do think this was a game where the Jets were not playing in their weight class without Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. But 
you know, Jake, you highlighted the offense. To me, the defense was the story here. Um, uh, you know how I felt about them saying they're going to be the 85 Bears. Like, be careful. Just be careful when you talk like that because you go out and you give up. The Cowboys had 83 plays, Jake. So I don't know if, if, if how much casual fans follow the play count. Play count tells you a lot. Play count is typically 60 to 70 plays. That's where you want to be. That's good. The Jets today were at 46, I think, which is terrible offensively. But 83 plays means you could not get your ass off the field. They gave up nine third downs to the Cowboys. Yes, they held them to field goals a lot. But, you know, they, they just didn't they didn't make a play. Like, is there one defensive play that, you know, Solomon Thomas had a sack? Okay. But, like, they just, they just didn't really impact the game. And you saw a defense on the other side that impacted the game. Right. With takeaways, with the pressure that they put on Zach Wilson, with stopping the run. The Cowboys defense is better than the Jets defense based on what I saw today. So, you know, I I just think that's my big takeaway, Jake. Uh, It's one game against a really good team, so I wouldn't get carried away. But that's my takeaway. Yeah, I mean, you look at two stats and that's the telling story, Cos. Four turnovers and then time of possession, 42 minutes to 18. I mean, it wasn't even remotely close there. And, you know, I get they're down early and I get the Cowboys, you know, stack the box. I think 28% of the Jets rushing plays, uh, they had eight plus guys in the box. But you got to establish the run. We said this, you know, on the preview show, you can't just quit on the run. It's not like the game was over in the second quarter. They were down by a touchdown. It was far from over. Um, you know, the pass interference in the end zone was a killer. A 10-7 game becomes 18-7. Well, and the, and the that whole that series, Jake, that the, so they hit the 68-yarder to Garrett Wilson, right? It's 10-7. Mm-hmm. We got some life. The Cowboys get the ball back. They move it a little bit. Dak throws one to Sauce. Sauce, great player. Would have been pick six. Yeah. You gotta catch that ball. Yeah. You catch that ball. If he does a pick six, the Jets now have a lead. Now you're talking about now they can come out, run the ball, do whatever they want. Instead, he drops the ball. They go down. They get third down and seven at the 11, I think it was. JFM called for a roughing the passer, which I did not think was a good call. Terrible penalty, I thought. That yes. was I, I get you get go for his ankles, but that was very tough. I thought he was pushed. Time. I gotta watch it again. I thought he was pushing it. I talked to JFM afterwards. He was careful of what he said, but he said he talked to the official. Official said he thought he hit him below the knees. Uh, JFM didn't think he did. So they he's had a few of those too. And I thought that was the the least of the battle. In the yes. past years, he's had a few, I think it was in Houston. Well, he did the, same well thing. The, the big one was last year against Mac Jones. When, New England. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When there was the pick six. Pick six. Yep. Yeah. So, and then, and then the penalty on Eccles, which again, I have to, I haven't, you've probably seen it more than I have uh, watching it live. I, I didn't look like an obvious PI call to me, but I'm not sure. But that, so then they get 18 there. Jake is 18 to seven. It's just a different football game. And, and like there was as bad as the final score was, I do think there were things you can point to in the first half where the Jets could have made this a better game. Obviously, Zach, then they drive down the field. He has Garrett wide open. I thought he got hit. He said DeMarcus Lawrence touched the ball coming out of his hand, kind of hit the ball. Yeah, the, the ball field. got hit. Yep. Yeah. So that then that becomes a field goal. And then a play earlier in the game, Jake, which I think will probably get lost. They pin the jet, they pin the Cowboys back at the two or the five, and there's a penalty that puts them at the two or three yard line. They hit this long pass to CD Lamb, and I think it was Sauce strips it out of his hands. 
And there's a fumble on the ground. And did you see who recovered that ball, Jake? Uh, I don't remember. Who the Cowboys it? center recovered it 31 yards down the field. Think about that. The center recovered it 31 yards down the field. Awesome play by the Cowboys center. But how does how do the Jets not get that fumble recovery? How do you not get that? So the game completely got away from them in the second half. But this could have been a different game in the first half if they just they, – but like they, they've got to be a team – now we're you're you're back to this like we talked about last year there's no margin for error right you've got like especially against a team like the cowboys there's no margin for error you've got to take advantage of opportunities and they just they just didn't do that jake and listen the you're right about the defense was good they should have takeaways but they were on also on the field all day because the offense yeah. sucked i mean they, they didn't yeah, yeah, they didn't but, run but, the but, clock but you're on the off but, but they gave up nine third downs jake yeah you're the 85 Bears, right? You said it. You want us to hold to that standard, right? right? They, they they think they're a good defense. I'm not being a jerk. They think they're a really good defense. You want to be a top five defense? You want to be the number one defense in the NFL? Get off the field. If they kept getting off the field and the offense was doing nothing, you could say something. But they, they couldn't get off the field, Jake. They just kept giving up third downs to them. And then Dak Prescott came out. He completed his first 13 passes. How is that possible? 13 passes? No, yeah, it, w- it wasn't a good defensive performance. I, you know, I, it's it, the blame goes around. I mean, Zach Wilson, yeah. and then in the second half, it gets away from him. He starts being the old Zach Wilson and making well, the throws yeah. that I mean, making. What are you yeah, doing? Yeah, there? he's trying. He's just trying to make a play. I mean, I have to go back and watch them, but I think he's just forcing things, trying to make a play. But yeah, it, he didn't play well. It, like this whole idea about all the how confident he was and everything that people were pushing. He's got to show it. Now, I will say this, Jake. This was kind of telling in the locker room after the game when we went, uh, Zach did his press conference and we all went into the locker room when he came in. Garrett Wilson, Tyler Conklin, CJ Uzama, I think Jeremy Ruckert was there too, were all around Zach. And they were basically telling him, like, we got your back. We believe in you. Like, they were giving him, like, a major pep talk. I feel like that's not something I've ever seen before. (laughs) So I do think these guys believe in him more than they did last year. You know, there was a lot of people rallying around Zach in the locker room after the game. Yeah. And the talk is all great. That's all great. I want to see it. And I think, you know, Dallas is going to be a tough test, but you know, we'll preview the new England game Thursday, but they got to go out and be doing like, he's had the worst of times against the Patriots. You're at home next week's a big one for the jets. Again, I don't want to go too heavy on that. The Patriots are a team looking for their first win. So they're going to be hungry coming to MetLife Stadium for, against a team that they absolutely own forever and ever for the last 20 years. So um, that's going to be a big game for Zach next year, next week to prove himself. But what do you think about the run game? Because, listen, Nathaniel Hackett said all the success in the world as a, as a coordinator when oh, yeah. Aaron Rodgers oh, yeah. is quarterback. Yeah. But, when, but when Aaron Rodgers is not his quarterback, you know, last year and now Zach Wilson – he hasn't. It seems like he hasn't adjusted. But he's well. got the Jaguars here. The Jaguars here was good. They all point to that. But yeah, what happened there? Why? Like, what? Do you think they quit on the run too early? There was no rhythm, Jake. I mean, they couldn't really establish anything. So I have to go back and watch it a little more closely to see what happened. But just felt like they had a lot of negative plays too. Like they were they were going backwards in the run game, mm-hmm. which was troubling. And I think they're, they have kind of a dicey proposition right now, Jake. Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook are both coming off surgeries where the Jets don't want to overuse them. And it's tricky to do that with two guys. Uh, you know, it's hard to do with one guy. Like that was kind of the whole idea. It was like, oh, sign Dalvin Cook if Brees isn't ready. Well, Dalvin Cook had shoulder surgery in February. Uh, didn't, didn't have any spring. 
basically didn't have training camp. He came at the very end of training camp. So to expect him to go in there and be like a 25 carry a game guy, like that wasn't going to happen. So but they went from 11 to four to Brees. Four like, freaking carries? Come but, on. But Jake, 40, so 46 plays, right? Yeah. How many of those were probably what when the game was like out of hand? You know, maybe half. Half, yeah. Like that. So, so now you're down to like 20, let's say 25 plays that they had where they were in the game. You know, they had eight runs to those two guys. Plus, I think Michael Carter had a couple runs. So, the numbers are low, but the the all all the numbers are low because they all because you had forty six plays like that's nothing that's that's nothing in the NFL. Uh, so I just think the whole everything was skewed, and you know they, they didn't break a big one, right? That that's what they that, like that's what they did last week against the Bills. Brees obviously broke a couple big ones, and they didn't have that in this game. Two games in, and we already have a drama. And here's the problem with Twitter and these young guys and the egos. Sauce Gardner has deactivated his Twitter. He did fire off a tweet after the game before deactivating. I mean, these guys just got to keep it internal. I mean, this is ridiculous. We see this, you know, I've seen it with Mitchell Robinson in the Knicks when he tweets something and then immediately deletes it when he's mad. But, you know, he he quote tweeted a tweet that said, uh, CeeDee Lamb went lined up versus Sauce Gardner tonight, which these aren't actually true, but it's, it's exactly why you shouldn't be reading Twitter right after the game, 11 receptions, 143 yards, one win, zero uh, in completions. He quoted it saying, damn, y'all really love saying my name on this app, Lowell. He didn't catch a ball on me today. Source colon me. Within an hour, his Twitter was deactivated. He's talking a lot. Brees Hall after the game in the media. I mean, I only got four touches. That's why we struggled. It is what it is. Guys, it's not good. And then Brees Hall went on to uh, tweet, Four football emojis, dot, 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 which we assume signifies the four carries. And then he deleted that tweet, did not deactivate his account. But it's week two, one loss into the season. We already have Twitter fingers, Twitter drama, cause this is not good. And like Sauce should not be worried about someone tweeting the fake stats about him. Worry that your team lost the game. And that's the problem. I, I love Sauce. He's a great player. You love Brees. But you can't let the ego get the best of you. There's no I in team, guys. These are not good signs. I don't want to overreact. It's one game. But this should not be coming out of a locker room, coming out of a a phone on Twitter for a team that, like you said, should be 85 Bears that's going to contend for a Super Bowl. This can't happen, especially in week two. The sauce one doesn't bother me as much as Brees. Jake, I, I agree with you. These guys need to get off social media, like especially after a game. They really shouldn't be looking at social media after a loss. Like, just bad idea. I'll never forget, like when I realized this generation because it was a while. Twitter was around for a while before it really became like this. Like Darren Lee was the first guy I remember. Remember, he was somebody tweeted something in a practice, and he was like in the locker room waiting for us about what was tweeted. And I'm like, oh boy, these guys come back to their room and they look at the phone. So. Sauce is just fighting with fans, so whatever, that's fine. Brees, Brees is basically calling out Nathaniel Hackett. You know, that's the way I take it. If he's saying four carries was the problem, which that's not good. <laughs> you know, and it does remind me Quincy Nunu one time, you know, was complaining about the play calling after the game in Jacksonville. So, yeah, I mean, look, I think everyone's frustrated after a loss. These guys all want to be a bigger part of the game. Um, I understand Brees' frustration, but he probably probably should keep that in-house. 
Yeah, Quincy Nunwa had the famous quote, uh, I don't call the play. I don't call the plays. Yeah. I mean, it's too early to be starting drama with your offensive coordinator. But, you know, Hackett has, has me underwhelmed, so it's early. Let's see if he can adjust his act. It's but, two games, Jake. But they also do not attempt, besides the Garrett, you know, slant, which was just all Garrett yards after catch, they don't attempt to throw more than 19, 20 yards with Zach Wilson. Stop babying this guy. He's in his wow. third season. Let's see a, a that, kind of ball down the field, guy. That pass rush is tough to throw down the field on, okay? He does, you need time to yeah. throw the ball down the field. He did not have time. Here's my – here, I'll give you my little critique. Okay, I'm not an offensive genius by any stretch. But if I was, and I was game planning for a team like the Dallas Cowboys, I'd probably go, all right, who do I not want to wreck this game? Oh, that number 11 guy looks pretty good, Micah Parsons. Let me, I am going to say to my team, wherever he is, that's where we're sliding the protection. Every time, we are going to get four hands on Micah Parsons on every single play that we can. If you're the Zach, if you go over there, move the running back over there to get hands on him. Move a tight end. Do whatever you have to do. Don't let this guy destroy the game. If we block him and Demarcus Lawrence kills us, hey, I live with it. Take the Michael Parsons was like on single single block. Like I, I know the Jets fans probably hate Dwayne Brown now right now, but. Nobody could like Anthony Munoz couldn't have blocked him. He, he's he, the guy is ridiculous. You can't block him on one person, and he wrecked. Mm-hmm. He really wrecked the game. He was just. He, I think he had nine pressures, two sacks. Was just a beast. So that's the part to me, Jake. When you're looking talking about game plan stuff, I, I just don't quite understand. Obviously, the guy's going to get his sometimes, but it felt like it was way too easy. And I'm sorry, Gary Wilson, two catches. You tweeted it, and he immediately had a touchdown right after you tweeted. So I give you all the credit for that. It was literally, I think, within 30 seconds. I mean, did you have a timer? Do you know the exact time? Uh, well, I did it right before the play. I just said, I, I'm like, you just got to get him the ball somehow, which, yeah, because he, I think at that point he had no catches, right? Yeah, he had no catches. I don't even target. Maybe targeted once or something like that. But, yeah, like, that's the other part is just just get, your, get the f- football in the hands of the playmakers. Like, that – to me, with this offense now, this offense is not going to be like, hey, let's scheme up this stuff and manufacture things. It's put the ball in the hands of your best players. Get Garrett Wilson the ball. Get Brees Hall the ball. We get these guys the football. They're home run hitters, Jake, and they sh- and Garrett showed that today. Brees has shown that plenty of times in the past. One touch could be a touchdown. And so, like, you just got to maximize them. And Brees is a little tricky coming off the knee, like I said. But uh, that that would be my focus if I was Nathaniel Hackett. I mean, they couldn't even execute a screen pass to perfect. I mean, there were a couple where Zach was throwing him sidearm, trying to fit him between three offensive linemen. And- there was a lot of guys coming at him, Jake. I'll just say yeah. that. Here's another one, Jake. I'm kind of puzzled at, okay? I can remember when they signed McCole Hardman that day. And I talked to people inside the Jets. And they were so – so excited. This guy, you wait till you see what this guy can do. He's so fast and he's not just a gadget guy. We're going to do this with him. We're going to do that with him. He's going to be great. You know, we're going to do jet sweeps. We're going to do this, that. One catch, six yards, nothing. He's invisible. He wasn't even on the field, Jake. He didn't, he played one snap in the first three quarters on offense. Last week he played zero snaps. So something's going on there. Like there, there was clearly a shift away from him in training camp that was noticeable. 
Like all of a sudden Randall Cobb was out there a hell of a lot more than McCole Hardman. But, you know, I've argued this with, like, I argue this with Mims all the time. Guys who have like crazy speed, like I don't just like, can you, I don't know, get, get like five plays in the game plan for them just to try to take advantage of that speed. So that part's puzzling to me too, what they're doing with Hardman. I said in the last show, you joke with me, reverse sweep, anything. Like, get him in the backfield, get him in motion, get him around, do a little dipsy doodah day, get something. I don't know what I'm doing here, swag surfing, but get him involved. I mean, good God. If you're not going to run the ball, get it to your gadget guy. If he's more than a gadget guy, show us. My God, two games, he's been absolutely invisible. Last week, too, there was nothing out of him. So Last week, he didn't play. He didn't play play one snap, Jake. Yeah. One snap on offense last week. And this week was one of the first three quarters. So the fourth quarter, you're putting everybody out there. It's just, just, you know, uh, he's playing because you have four or five receivers on the field. I I just, uh, I just don't get it. They were so excited about him. He gave him $4 million and I, I don't know. Makes no sense. He's here. It's not like he had surgery. He came late. He's no. been here. You've had all this time to figure out a place for him. So you're right. I think something must be going on there behind the scenes. We don't know what it is, but it's getting ridiculous. He seems like a good dude to me, Jake. I've talked to him a few times. He seems like a really good guy. Like I, I don't. I just don't get it. I, you know. I, so yeah, I'm like I want to. You know, we're we're going crazy on everything. We can't overreact to this game. Cowboys are. I think when you look up at the end of the season. You're going to be like, yeah, Cowboys are, you know, Cowboys are going to be a two or three loss team, I think, Jake. They're, they're that good. So this loss might look different in, in December when we see how good the Cowboys are. And it's early to say must win, but in my mind, it's, it's not a must to win. The Patriots is a have to win when you got the Chiefs coming to town next week. The Denver game will be tough. Denver had a very fancy uh, Hail Mary to almost tie the game, but missed the two-point conversion. The Eagles, I mean, you know the schedule. I don't need to go through every week. It's difficult. It's not a must-win, but I think uh, fans are going to really panic if you lose at home once again to the Patriots because I was watching the Patriots game tonight, Sunday night, and, yeah, they made it interesting, but Mac Jones is could be really bad, and he makes a lot of mistakes. You know, the Jets should be able to put all the pressure on him. I don't want to do a full preview here, but you got to beat the Pats. So, you know, I'll, I'll let this one, uh, you know, I'll wipe away this one. It was it was rough. And, you know, another thing on the offensive line, Dwayne had a bad game, but can you run behind Makai Becton? You put him on the right side. Can you run plays on the right side and let Highway 77 do his work? I feel like they didn't really, you know, let the O-line gel and, and, and play to their best abilities because they never ran behind Makai. And Dwayne wasn't good. You know, Dwayne came back, like he said, everyone, he came back a lot quicker than they were expecting him to. Maybe he came back too quick, guys. Um, this O-line was uh, probably regressed from last week. They were against a much better front, Jake. Yeah. I do think, I don't go too far here, but Micah Parsons is like, he, he's the closest thing I've ever seen to Lawrence Taylor. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, he is unbelievable. He's so good. Like, He's so fast and big, <laughs> and like he has moves. Like he, he is. He, where was he? What number was he drafted? Because it's like insane that he was not drafted higher. Yeah, was he, he was like in the teens, right? Twelfth pick in twenty. Twelfth pick, like it's insane. Twelfth yeah. pick, like how that happened? Because I think if you look at the eleven guys in front of him, I'm gonna guess there's not many who are even close. Uh, Trevor has two thousand. Was that 21 hearts that he yeah, was drafted? 2021, yeah. yeah. So Lawrence, right. 
Um, but there's not, there can't be many others that compare. So, yeah, I, I saw uh, this offensive line. Let's see. The Patriots are good, but they're not, they're not like the Cowboys. So let's see how they fare against them. This was a, this was a really good defense they played against. My positives takeaway, Zach, you know, he had that great stretch of running the ball. I want to see more of that. I keep talking about he has the ability to run. He never does it. He looked comfortable in that two-minute drill running the ball, and I'd like to see that throughout all four quarters, guys. Yeah, well, that's one. Like, if you're talking about Jacob, there's a lot of, like, talk of improvement that you can't I, – I just can't see that people talk about. That was improvement. His feel for when to run, I, I thought was that was the best I've ever seen him – just knowing to take off and run. I do think the last one he probably shouldn't have run, but the, he he was he did pretty well on that drive, um, knowing when to take off. So yeah, I, that's I don't think you can live like that, Jake. But it was that was a positive. I, and I, it's maybe a little nitpicky, but after the game, I mean, can you say you were bad? I mean, everyone wants to do the positive takeaways. Solid going to say we saw a good thing. Can you say for once you sucked? I mean, you had good moments. You didn't cost the Jets the game. You wanted Zach to say you sucked. Why can't anyone just take accountability and say, I could have been better? He was like, I did good things. I didn't think he lost in the game, but like, I wish he was like, I could have been much better. And I feel like he never says that. That's something that hasn't changed. I didn't think he was that bad. I'd have to go back and look at what he exactly said. I didn't think he was saying he played well or anything. Um, yeah, I mean, look, sometimes I think it comes across as disingenuous too, Jake, when people do that, right? I think I've covered some quarterbacks where every lo- the loss is on me. Uh, we lost the game, loss is on me. Um, I like him to say that, though, once. He's never done that. Like, if he yeah. did that once, I think that would stand out, and I think it would stand out to the locker room. It was like, I was bad, and then guys will rally around that. Maybe it's corny, maybe I'm wrong, but I just wish he would do that once. Okay, I'll tell him. <laughs> Don't tell him. <laughs> but maybe, maybe there's this guy Jake I do a podcast with. He wants to you after a game to say I suck. All right, can you do that? Can you handle if he, that? If he does it next week uh, after a win, I'll I'll laugh. Um, well, listen, he uh, you know he had his moments. You know, another positive. I love them going for it. The fake run. I love yeah, the one fake fake punt. Unfortunately, Bowling. then the third and one, Zach couldn't get, they couldn't get one yard get and then they punt like, good God, it meant nothing. I would have just went for it again in that spot. If you're going to go yeah, for it. You know what? You know what I'm curious about Jake is like you watch the Eagles and they have the push sneak now, right? With Jalen hurts. Mm-hmm. And I get that the Eagles offensive line is elite, uh, much better than the Jets offensive line. But why is everyone just doing that now? Like that, that play seems like it's unstoppable with Jalen hurts. I don't think it'd be unstoppable with the Jets, but I think it'd be better than just letting the quarterback, you know, who's not a big guy, plunge into the line and hope he gets the yard. Like, give him a push. Like, I, I don't get it. Like, I, I would be doing that. I agree. Push the butt cheeks forward. It yeah, works. Just Every him. time, you know, if you just grab his ass and, and push it forward. That's all you got to do. Um, it, yeah, I mean, it's different because Zach is not Jalen Hurts and is nowhere near the frame of him, but – it seems to work almost every time. So I agree. I I love a QB sneak, but I like the new 2023 version of it that the Eagles do. Um, I think it's eventually going to be outlawed probably, but I would be trying to do it. I think the Cardinals did it too. And great win for the Giants coming back. There was a few times I saw it uh, around the league. It was a good football Sunday, but not for the Jets who fall to one and one. You know, it's not all hope lost. You, you come home next week. So hopefully a rocking MetLife, not as rocking. Um, I don't know if I'm going to make make big picture, Jake. Right? We what do we say at the beginning of the season? Three and three, right? The first six games, three you get three. through three and three, you feel pretty good because the schedule, you know, schedule softens up in November. 
So there's they're on track. They're one and one. They're on track. Yeah, beat New England and beat Denver. I Those mean, the win the against Buffalo is huge. That's a huge, huge win. Mm-hmm. Right. Because because obviously it was 0-2 right now. We'd be singing a different song. So yeah, you still got New England, you still got Denver, which I think are both possibilities. Uh, I hard for me to see them beating the Chiefs. No. Although the Chiefs haven't been world beaters so far. And hard for me to see beat them beating the Eagles. Um, but Denver and New England, possible. Yeah, I think the Eagles are going to trounce them. And then Chiefs, yeah, Chiefs have been very sloppy. They barely won um, on Sunday. Did not look good. Their receivers have not been good. A lot of drops. Um, Mahomes is probably pulling his hair out. But I still think they'll probably be the Jets in that game. That's a few weeks away. Listen, one-on-one, rough game, but you move on. Good week of practice. And, you know, let's switch up the playbook. Like we say, get hard, involved. Run the football. You know, you can't go from 11 to four runs. There's no excuse next week. New England's defense is very good, but it is not Micah Parsons good. It's, you know, it's a top 10 defense. It's not a top three defense at the end. Yeah. Well, you know, Jake, maybe someone in the Jets will listen to this and they'll they'll ask us for some advice on the game offensive game plan against New England. I would draw up a hell of a playbook, a fun playbook. A fun play I would draw up was the revert, the uh, throwback to the offensive lineman the Patriots just did tonight. That was my favorite play of the NFL season That's so far. Almost a, strange, a strange play by a guy named Strange. I mean, it worked out to perfection. Well, the Jets will play the Patriots. We'll preview that game on uh, Thursday's Gangs All Here. Cause safe travels back to New York, and we will close out this episode next. This football, you know, you, you're going to take some L's. You're going to take some dubs as well with that. Um, and today, you know, we took a L. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Alrighty, good stuff there. Good breakdown from Kaz. That closes up episode 149 of Gangs All Here, our New York Jets podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to Andrew Hartz for helping me in producing the show. Catch up on all old episodes you may have missed by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon, wherever you get podcasts. Subscribe to the New York Post Sports YouTube page to watch full uncut episodes and clips. And you can see my video from the SNY studios on there, as well as the SNY YouTube Talking Jets, Giants, and Mets. So check that out and follow us on Twitter at Brian Cos and at Jake Brown Radio. Well, the Jets got to be New England. You have to what is it, exercise your demons against the Patriots. They have been the Jets' daddy for too long. And this Patriots team stinks. And Zach Wilson is not very good. But this Jets defense has to have a bounce-back performance and beat the Patriots. We'll have a full preview of that game, but that's what my mind on. It's a win, win, win. Win, 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 win. Gotta beat them. Because as bad as the Chiefs look, I don't see the Jets winning that. 
I don't see them being the Eagles. Giants game will be tough. Chargers game will be tough. Listen, even when they go to the Raiders, that's not going to be easy. Go to Denver. That's not going to be easy. Miami twice. Miami is 2-0. Miami is in first place. Two games against them. This schedule is daunting for the Jets, but it'll be less daunting if you win at home against these goddamn Patriots. So we'll preview that game on Thursday. For Brian Costello, I'm Jake Brown. We'll talk to you Thursday, and thanks for listening to Gangs All Here. And uh, Lashana Tova. Happy New Year to all my Jewish folks that are out there listening. Thanks for listening, everybody.